Hey, it's Tuesday. The new episode of Two Degrees Hotter is out. It's my favorite Gen Z lifestyle and self-development podcast. I'm on my way over. Let's listen to the latest episode. Hello, Two Degrees Hotter listeners. Happy Tuesday, or whatever day you're listening to this podcast. Uh, I'm Kylie. And I'm Anya. And this week, we're here to talk about fitness. Yeah, exercise, working out, uh, wellness, some may even say. Uh, Yeah, I don't think we're experts by any means, but we've both been in a pretty good groove Mm -hmm. as far as fitness goes. So we figured we'd talk about what's helped us sort of regain a love for movement and working out and all that fun stuff coming from a very like joyful movement exercise for yourself type of energy. Yeah. And I also, I won't speak for you, I guess, but also coming from like a perspective of someone that's like struggled to be consistent, like Mm -hmm. since really since like, well, for like years, honestly, like I feel like I I would find something that I thought I liked and I thought worked and then like I would drop it a few weeks later and it's just like it's always been hard for me to actually be consistent so this is probably the longest that I have been so excited to share all the tips all the mindsets that are helping us stay consistent but before we do that we will start with our segments in the weekend review but you can always skip to the main episode topic if you prefer So for my week in review, I kind of had an epiphany lately that I feel like I have a bad habit that I need to kick of like revenge staying up, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I do it to myself. Like I think, so, okay. Basically like I find myself on weeknights not getting to bed until like 1130 midnight a lot of the time. And it's just because like, there's this whole theory of like, when you're really busy, you like revenge stay up because you want to like reclaim time in your day yeah but you're actually like shooting yourself in the foot because obviously you're like making yourself exhausted for the next day and so I've kind of been struggling with that and it's interesting because I notice I don't do it on the weekend like on the weekend I actually go to bed earlier than during the week a lot of the time (laughs) because I feel like on the weekend I'm kind of like all right I've already had this like full day to like do what I want Mm -hmm. and like be on my own agenda And then I go to bed at like 11 or like 1030 and it's great. But then on weeknights, I think because it's like we work all day and then we both go to dance. It's like you really don't have time to like veg out and like be on your phone that much, you know? that's true. And so I'm always like, oh, this is my special be on my phone time. And then it's like I lose an hour of sleep. So (laughs) that's that's really all I got this week. I'm just trying to work on it. If anyone has tips, like I know that I should just like be self-motivated by the fact that I'll like be less tired. Yeah. But it really is a thing to like – subconsciously want to reclaim that time yeah I wonder if they're like I wonder if you could look up like specific tips for reclaiming that time throughout your day Mm. or like what that could look like because I think that's like the root of the problem it's not the staying up it's Mm -hmm. the feeling like you don't have time for yourself in the day yeah you know what I mean and it's like arguably I do I do do what I want after work and that is dance, but it's not the same as like just having like head empty, no thought time on the couch, you know? Yeah. We don't really have the luxury of like rot nights. Yes. Very often. Right. 
So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I just I had the epiphany that I was like, wait, I'm actually really in this habit like this past yeah. week. So yeah. I'll be working on that. I'll report back. I even find myself, honestly, the nights that I do of dance, I tend to stay up later. I think number one, because you're just like riled up yeah. from dance. And number two, I wonder if part of it is like I lost X amount of time where I could just like lay on my phone and watch TikTok. And so now I would like that time. Mm-hmm. Now, um, for my week in review... If you listened, I believe it was last week's episode that I recounted mm-hmm. my record player uh, Woes. trials and tribulations. <laughs> um, I was trying to buy a record player. I had a lot of issues. You can listen to the previous episode to learn what exactly happened. But I had said that I had ordered a nicer record player and that it was on its way when we last recorded. Uh, and that record player came in and it is such a sleigh. It is the, let me look it up. I know the brand is Audio Technica. I can tell you the make. What is the, the word? Mo- the model? The model? The- it would be the model because the make is like when it's cars is like the brand. Yeah, the brand. Yeah. So Audio Technica would be the, the make. make. The ATLP60X is the model. Catchy. Yeah. They <laughs> kept it nice and concise. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it is a major sleigh. Some things that I learned in this whole journey is that like the most important thing is to find a record player that has a mat that will actually fit the entire, uh, circumference of your record. So if you Mm. are buying 12 inch records, which most of us are, you want a 12 inch mat. And that's the biggest flaw with like the cheaper brands like uh, Victrola, which were the ones that I got before is their mats are so small Mm -hmm. um, that the record ends up like hanging over the edge and it's more likely to wobble. And when it wobbles, it skips. And then those record players also just have really shitty speakers. Um, And I could have, I probably could have bought speakers to connect to the cheaper one and it would have sounded better but at that point I was like if I'm gonna drop like 80 bucks on speakers why am I gonna why don't I just get myself a nice record player like if I'm gonna if I'm gonna invest I might as well make sure that the actual player itself is nice it's like using shitty foundation but like luxury setting powder yeah exactly (laughs) um So yeah, so I ended up getting on Amazon, they had a bundle of the Audio-Technica record player. And then I believe the speakers that I have are Samsung. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I don't know what sort of partnership they came to, but they decided to partner and I got a bundle and it was 200 for both, which I feel like isn't horrible for two speakers, two nicer speakers and a nice record player. Um, But yeah, if you're like me, you've always wanted a record player, you haven't pulled the trigger, don't play the like well let me buy like one of the cheaper ones and like see if I like it like just go all in because you're not gonna like the cheaper one and then your dreams are gonna be shattered for a couple of days and then you get a nice one and you realize that you can have a record player that sounds normal uh but at first I was like have I wanted a record player all this time just for it to come here and it's gonna sound awful (laughs) I'm never gonna want to listen to it it was like it was unlistenable it was really bad excuse me we're podcasting yeah, sorry, the radiator's coming on. I think this is probably her first time this year. Welcome yeah. back, guys. Welcome, Welcome to the pod. Uh, uh, we live in a- old Boston apartments that yeah. have clanky radiators if you're new here. Clanky radiators and then what I think is a motorcycle or a car that desperately needs repair. Uh, <laughs> driving the streets of Boston. 
we'll just keep talking. Don't, <laughs> don't mind the radiator. Um, but yeah, so those are my uh, record player tales. They have a happy ending. Thank God. I love her. She's so stunning. Um, and I honestly really vibe with like being able to just like put one side of a record on. Like mm-hmm. a good example is I have 1989 TV, which I'll talk about later. Um, but I have that on vinyl and all of the vault tracks for it mm. are pressed onto one side. So it's nice to just like be like, I want to listen to the vault tracks because they're the new songs and just play that side yeah. of the record. And I think it's a fun way to listen to the record. As it was intended to be heard. As it was intended while also being able to sort of like change the order. Like, cause you can, I can start with side B mm-hmm. and then go to side D in the case of 1989 because there's uh, two finals. Um, and it's like a, a different way to shuffle the album, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Or obviously you can listen to it as intended in order. Um, but yeah, it's very fun. I FaceTime my parents to show them it and they're like, <laughs> that is so cool. And my mom was saying she thinks she has her old Queen and Fleetwood Mac records mm. in our attic. And I was like, you get up there <laughs> and you look. That would be cool. And then other than that, I'm in my coffee shop era. I've been liking going to a coffee shop and working getting out of the house for reasons I won't talk about on the podcast. Yeah. The construction doesn't help. Yeah. Um, But so I've gotten into coffee, like working in a coffee shop, trying out different coffee shops. And it is, I love working from home. I love having a remote job, but it is pretty nice to get out of my apartment, have a reason to put real pants on Mm. and just like change the scenery and I find because I go into my office so infrequently that anytime I do go in I'm so unproductive because you're just spending the whole time bonding catching up with people uh but this is a good like excuse me a good middle ground to get out of the house and out of my apartment while also feeling a bit more productive because you're like you have less distractions when Mm -hmm. you're not in your own space um and you have a little more freedom where like Today, for example, I was just feeling really like tired. It was a cold day today and I was feeling like kind of chilly in the coffee shop. And so around like 11, I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to head back. I need to like put on some sweatpants and drape a blanket over my Mm -hmm. lap and work from home. So you have like that freedom, which I think is fun. And who doesn't love a little coffee, a little almond croissant, Mm -hmm. a little pastry? I just love it. It's so fun. I went yeah. to Life Alive today, though, and mm, I got an acai That's bowl. a good one. Oh, so good. Yeah. I think I talked about this at one point, like, having the realization of, like, just because I work from home does not mean I am, like, handcuffed to my desk yeah. kind of thing. Um, and I think I would do this more if my job wasn't so meeting dense, but I should take advantage of the days that I have, like, yeah. a few hours that aren't in meetings yeah. to try it out. I've even taken meetings, though, in coffee mm. shops. Like, when the construction was really, really loud in my apartment and I was like, I won't even be able to hear you on mm-hmm. this meeting. I've taken them. Some people – like, most of my younger coworkers are like, yeah, good for you. Like, whatever. And are, like, not distracted by it. Some of my older co- coworkers will randomly be, randomly be like, is that jazz music in the background? <laughs> and I'm like, you are capable of ignoring it. Like, yeah, I told you I'm at a coffee shop. Relax. I think, like – for some internal stuff, it would be fine. I think for my external meetings, it's oh, probably true. like less the move. But yeah. My job's all internal facing. So yeah. But yeah, that makes sense. All right. Let's transition into our favorite. So I have two favorites today. The first one is from Glossier. 
I like Glossier. I know that they've kind of had like a downfall in the last few years yeah. for like corporate reasons. And I just feel like a lot of people, you know, fell off of the kind of like no makeup makeup vibe or mm-hmm. or like their specific version of it. I still like Glossier stuff though. I still buy it. Um, and I really like their lip gloss um, in the red color. And I will, I'll say have no fear because in the tube, it looks extremely red. Mm-hmm. But on your lips, it's definitely more of like a pinky red. It's not – if you want an actual true red lip, it's not actually the product for you. Yeah. But if you want just like a nice wash of color, especially for like fall and winter. And I feel like it's going to be like my holiday lip product because it's like a little festive, a little red, but it's not like super bright cause just because I don't think that looks great on me personally, mm-hmm. like a super bright red lip. So I think it's fun. It's only like $14 or something like that. So if you're going to Sephora or something soon, give it a try. I like her. They also have it in just a clear and in like a super glittery, like holographic kind of version. Um, I haven't tried those, but I do like the red. I like the texture of it and everything. It's very like traditional gloss. My hot take is, and if you like this, I'm not trying to yuck your yum. I don't like the glittery holographic mm. glosses. There's That's just fair. something. Maybe it's just on me. Mm-hmm. It probably is just on me, but I've never. If if you're slaying one of those, please send me a picture. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> I think you have to be very quiet with the rest of your face, maybe, to make them work. See, I disagree. I think you oh, have really? to be like full beat oh, okay. for it to work. Because I was going to say, it's like out of place. If you have like super glittery eyes and super glittery lips, it's like a lot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did like the birthday cakebomb.com with which was a little sparkly but it wasn't like a glitter it wasn't like holographic yeah it wasn't super noticeable it just made your lips look like a little shinier Mm -hmm. i guess but i feel like and i don't know what the glossier one looks like but i feel like sometimes those glosses borderline on like is your are your lips like a prism like what's going on (laughs) like this is not a prism you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah that's funny. Yeah, I haven't tried the holographic one. Yeah. Um, just because I feel like I have like other clear gloss situations. Yeah. But I, I like the tinted one. Maybe next time I'm at Glossy, I'll try it just for fun. Yeah. And again, if you ha- if you know how to wear it and you're like, Kylie, this is how you're going to wear it and then it's going to look amazing, please let me know. But mm-hmm. I, to, in this head of mine, I'm like, when when is the use case? When is it appropriate to have holographic lips? Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Um, oh, wait, I have one more. Oh, yeah. My second. Shut up. With love and light. Stop. Um, My second favorite is there's a new season of Selling Sunset. I think it's season seven. Um, And I just love the absolute debauchery that is Selling Sunset. It is like such trash TV and it's the best. Uh, It's it's getting less and less about the houses and more and more about the internal drama. And I just eat it up. And at this point, because there's been seven seasons, there's so much – background lore to build off of and like so many storylines from past seasons that they can like bring back around and it's just great I haven't finished it yet I'm probably like halfway through but um it's like my one real like trash tv show that I like to watch just like head empty no thoughts on a Sunday yeah it's the best yeah it's the best and I love Chriselle so if you're not team Chriselle, I don't want to talk, but wow. yeah. T. We're mm-hmm. just making all sorts of enemies <laughs> in the favorite section. Uh, my favorite this week, and I can't believe that I didn't make it my favorite last week, but I think I was so just gagged and gooped that we <laughs> had this. Uh, it's 1989 TV, my Swifties rise. Um, if you don't know, I'm a pop Taylor Swift girly. I didn't really get into Taylor Swift until... 
around 1989. I'm a reputation girly at heart, but 1989 was the first album where I was like, okay, okay, Taylor Swift, I see what you're doing here. Um, cause I'm just a pop, I just, I, I'm a bubblegum pop girl at heart. Uh, this album is such a slight. It has some of my favorite songs of all time on it. And now I can listen to them all guilt-free. And there's been a lot of discourse around like certain songs sounding a lot different mm-hmm. than the original version, which I always find to be very funny because I'm like, no shit. It was recorded 10 years later. Like, mm-hmm. obviously it's going to sound different. But I also feel like pop albums, at least compared to country albums, are so much harder to replicate because it's not – it's usually, at least in the case of 1989, not just straight, like, physical instruments. Like, mm. pop music is, like, the place where – what's, like, the word I'm looking for? You know what I mean? More, like, technically generated sound. <laughs> yeah. Like, and things like synths and yeah, stuff like yeah. that are used that I feel like it's harder to – Like, it's not the same as just, from my understanding, it's not the same as just, like, playing notes on any guitar. Mm. And, like, okay, yeah, sure. Someone who, like, knows a lot about guitars may know the difference between one model and another model. But, like, to anyone else. Yeah. Um, Whereas it's a bit harder to do that with once you get into the more, like, technical side of computer-generated sound. Computer-generated sound. Um. So I just I found that very interesting because I was I agree that there's instances where it sounds different, but I also empathize with the fact that it must have been so much harder to recreate this album compared to her previous three re-recordings, which were all country. And so, I guess like you have to assume she's kind of doing this whole thing on like bad terms. Yeah. So like you know, part of me was like, oh, just ask for like. The previous file so you like have access to those sounds but it's like obviously yeah given the circumstances she's not going to have access to the previous exactly <laughs> like version. she can't even just to like, like isolate it from yeah yeah so so it's like if she's really building them from the ground up like they're it's amazing that they sound as similar as they do mm-hmm. is kind of the point that i'm getting at um so i think people need to relax for a little bit um and i also think that her vocals sound uh, across all re-recordings 1989 included her vocals sound so much better because mm-hmm. she's way more experienced, has way more training under her belt. Like it just sounds so much stronger. And that I think is really cool to see. Like it's fun to, mm-hmm. I see TikTok sometimes comparing the Taylor's version yeah. to the original version. Um, so yeah, so I'm a, I'm a fan. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. Obviously I know, especially if it's like your favorite song and you think it sounds different that there's like some sentimentality and nostalgia tied to that, but also like think of the bigger picture and think of the logistics of what she's trying to do. And they all still sound good. Mm-hmm. So it's okay that they sound a little bit different in my opinion. I will yeah. say in two weeks. So when this episode comes out, it'll be next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the Dancing with the Stars theme is Taylor Swift. <gasps> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tune in. I I have been eating up Dancing with the Stars. I don't know if I made it a favorite, but yeah. I have been watching on Tuesday, like every time. I've been watching via TikTok. Mm-hmm. Like I think I've seen the. I think I've seen most of the probably. Well, that's the TikTok. issue. I have to watch it on Tuesday, or TikTok spoils it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. Um. But yeah, and I will say, as my final concluding thoughts, the Vault tracks. Uh, is it over now? Is one of the best songs that I personally have ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I 
cannot believe that that song sat in a vault for 10 years. It is the best thing I've ever heard. A literal um, vault. Free her. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, it is about Harry Styles. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, she did him some favors by not releasing those vault tracks. Uh, so everyone say thank you, Taylor Swift. Because she I really don't... said, let him get his solo career going and then we'll... We've all, we all were like, he's one of the good exes. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll collaborate. Then she dropped these songs and we're all like... <gasps> yeah. They were never going to collab. She was probably <laughs> saying, listen, I, I did you some favors in 2014. <laughs> I have to release the songs with love and light. No offense. It's going to be a tough one for you. And like... I feel like I'm so loyally like a Harry girl. Like Harry oh. girls are just like, like we know he's toxic. Oh, it's fine. Oh, yeah. And also this was 10 years ago. Yeah. Like let's be so for real. Yeah. To show me any young 20 something man. I think he was like 19, wasn't he? Yeah. He was probably like 19, yeah. 20. Show me any young man like that. That isn't toxic. You can. Yeah. So no hate to Harry, obviously. It's all, all in good fun. But <laughs> man, those are some good vault tracks. <laughs> she really dragged him through the mud. All right, we're going to take a quick ad break and then we'll be back to talk about how we got into our fitness grooves, how to find your fitness groove. So stay tuned. As you all know, we're both trying to work towards our wellness goals this year, and that's why we're excited to introduce Liquid IV as the sponsor of this episode. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being, and their hydration multiplier is the one product you're missing in your daily routine. In just one stick, you can get five essential vitamins and two times faster hydration than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning, before a workout, when you feel run down, after a long night out, and on long flights. We actually used Liquid IV when we were traveling in Europe last year, and it definitely helped us recover after some long nights out. Plus, it was super convenient packaging to keep in our suitcases and in our purses throughout the day. My personal favorite flavor is watermelon, but I'm excited to try the new strawberry lemonade flavor too. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. Liquid IV partners with leading organizations for innovative solutions to help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TDH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code TDH at liquidiv.com. All right, we're back and we're ready to talk about how to find your fitness groove. And like we were saying earlier, I think this is coming from like very much a average person's perspective in the sense of like we grew up dancing, we grew up doing something like super regularly, graduated and had to kind of like rebuild and like find what fitness looked like to us outside of that very rigid schedule and like regimen and it wasn't it wasn't easy like no I struggled for like years like I I wasn't consistent for years like all through college I would say I wasn't really very consistent with like working out um and like post-grad I like try but I never really like liked anything or like I paid for a gym membership that I never used like you just gotta you gotta find what works for you and that's what we're gonna be talking about today. So getting into some tips. First one is figuring out what your personal fitness goals are. So are you working out to get stronger? Do you want to increase your cardio? Are you trying to maintain your mental health? Are you trying to just stay active? Um, Whatever it may be, like no goal is a bad goal, uh, but define it for yourself and return to it when you're feeling unmotivated or like you're sort of getting off track in your personal routine. Yeah. And I think 
depending on your personality, it could be helpful to think of like a more qualitative and a more quantitative Mm -hmm. goal, like in the sense of like, you know, something a little more like smushy and subjective would be like, feel more, like feel stronger or like um, feel better mentally, you know, Mm -hmm. and like that's a goal. Or you could have something like super like objective of like, you know, run a 5k, yeah, something like that. So I think kind of like thinking through what goals you tend to like have more success with, like if you're more motivated by like a more obvious milestone because I think that's how I am like I think having just like a squishy like do better here isn't it doesn't really work for me like I need to be like all right I want to run a 5k I want to lift a certain amount of weight I want to get better at this specific skill like that's really what it is for me like right now I've been in my returning to point journey if you've been listening and Mm -hmm. it's like I want to work up towards like being able to do a double pirouette so it's like I know every time I show up to ballet class even if I didn't want to go that day like I'm working towards that goal and like that's what works for me, but that might not work for you. That might be too much pressure on one thing. So figure it out for yourself. Yeah. And yeah. So then next step is really to figure out if you're more of a group fitness person or more of an independent workout person. And you can be both for sure. I am very much on the group fitness side of the spectrum. <laughs> like yeah. I have found I am 100% not a good independent workout person. Number one, I hardly can emote myself to like actually do it. But my issue is I cannot, I don't try as hard, nearly as hard. Even if I'm in a workout class and the instructor like turns their back to me to like change the song, I stop working as hard. Like I need someone to like be like on me yeah, or I won't like hold the plank. I don't know. It's just how I am. You need a personal trainer. I kind of do honestly need a personal (laughs) trainer. That's like one thing I haven't investigated in this whole fitness scheme, but yeah, so from the group fitness perspective, we love ClassPass. I literally yeah. think ClassPass has, like, changed my life, yeah. not to be dramatic, but, like, it's been the one thing that's, like, really worked for me. So if you don't know what it is, it's an app where you can essentially purchase credits to a wide portfolio of, like, different workout studios, so you can spend them across all of the studios that are posted there, and it's really great if yeah. you are more of a group fitness person. Yeah, and they have it in, like, many Mm-hmm. cities like most cities that I can think of yeah um, you can use it when you travel which is nice yeah, it's great huge. uh if you are more of like an independent or if you're striving to be more independent but feel like you don't have like the knowledge or like toolbox yet to be able to structure your own workouts I really love the Alive app by Whitney Simmons for strength-based workouts so if you're a lifter they're great um and she has different uh like levels, like beginner, intermediate, mm-hmm. and advanced levels, depending on where you're at in your journey. Also, the Peloton app, you can buy just the app. And I think it's only like 13 a month without the bike. Uh, and they have, obviously, they have cycling classes, but they have strength, they have Pilates, they have yoga. Um, they have some like runs and walks, like guided runs and walks. Um, so different types of workouts, too. So I think that's, re- I know people that use it who don't have a bike. Mm-hmm. Um and find it super helpful. I remember actually one time I ran into our friend Anna at the gym and I was like, oh, what workout are you doing? And she was doing a Peloton Mm. workout app at the gym and it blew my mind. I was like, never in my life did I think to do a Peloton app outside of my Peloton bike. Yeah. Um, And then for at-home cardio, y'all know I ride or die for my Peloton. You can also get like a cheaper bike and get the app, like I said, and, you know, follow along. Or there's like so much on YouTube too. Like, um... I liked Mad I liked MadFit for a little yeah. while. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a lot you can do on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I just know for me, if I put on a YouTube video, 
and no one's watching me. <laughs> I'm trying like 50% as hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that, that could be like absolutely not the case for you. And you know, you want to save money. You don't have to pay for classes or a gym. Like I totally get it. Yeah. I just think like I have to be a bar with myself. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So then I think that's the end of step one. Yeah. Moving so on now, to step two. You know, you know what type of fitness person you are. So now you need to figure out if you are a morning a midday or an evening evening workout person. I feel like the wellness community really like um, glamorizes. Yeah, yeah, like glamorizes and idealizes a morning workout. You should get up and get your workout done first thing in the morning. You'll be so productive. And we fall victim to that. Mm-hmm. Anytime we take a morning workout class, we're like, I love being better than everyone else. <laughs> we get it. But also it's okay and still very much productive and healthy to not being a morning person if you know that you're just not going to be able to keep up with it consistently. If you're going to, especially if you're doing home workouts, if you're just always going to snooze the alarm and miss whatever workout you're planning to do and then classes, there's even like a financial impact mm-hmm. if you miss the class, um, which I think that's a, another benefit of class pass is you're more likely to follow through because there's a Absolutely. incentive. But yeah, just be honest with yourself. Even like some, I know like PCOS girlies, like mm-hmm. if you have high cortisol, it's actually not good for you to work out in the morning because your cortisol levels are higher in the morning and working out spikes them even more. So if you're not like, if you, morning workouts have never worked for you, have no fear. It's totally fine to fit it in elsewhere in your day and that doesn't make you any less of a fitness baddie yeah um I personally love a lunchtime workout I especially like with having the peloton if I'm working from home just being able to like log off at noon hop on the bike you do a 30 minute ride hop on the shower break yeah Mm -hmm. it really it helps break up my day it helps get me away from my computer um I was gonna say get me away from my screen there is a big screen (laughs) on the peloton but yeah, and I've even booked like class pass classes during mm-hmm. lunchtime. I'll like work from a coffee shop in the morning and then head to a class at lunch and take the tea back to my apartment afterwards. And that has worked for me too. I like breaking up my day that way. Um, and I know evening workouts, early evening workouts, like think five, six right after work, uh, studies have shown help you get better sleep. Mm-hmm. So there's benefits to... All working out at all day. times of yeah. day. You just have to figure out what works for you. Yeah, like let it be intuitive. Like yeah. I think I, I've seen some research and by that I mean I've seen a TikTok mm-hmm. talking about how like this force to be like you can become a morning person or like how to become a morning person. It's funny we've even like done episodes on that. Yeah. I think to an extent you can change your habits but you are just like physiologically wired mm-hmm. to like lean one way or another and it's like if you're already trying to implement something new and like strenuous into your routine like work with yourself not against yourself you know yeah all right next step is this one I always found the most annoying when I like wasn't in a fitness groove because I was like literally what the fuck do you mean but it is to find something that feels good and fun for you and if you haven't yet found something that feels good and fun for you, you're literally like, that does not exist. Like working out is not good or fun. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that was always my perspective of people were like, you have to find something you like. And I was always like, I don't like anything. Like <laughs> I don't like spin. I don't like lifting weights. Like I was like, I don't like working out. Like I don't have to yeah. tell you. I'm just not that kind of person. But I think like you really do just have to try a bunch of different things to figure out what resonates with you. And if what resonates with you is like going back to a sport that you did with a kid that is like so valid. Like obviously that's been part of our journey and like that's been what's worked best for me honestly is like going back to dance and like 
working out in other like cross training in other ways to get better for dance is like what's most motivating for me Mm -hmm. so like if you played soccer as a kid like there are definitely like adult soccer leagues that you could join or like you could even just go kick around a soccer ball in a park I don't know how it works but like something like that you know what I mean yeah or like um I don't know like tennis you know like that's a great sport that you can like pick up after work and that kind of thing so like don't feel like you have to do whatever is like the trending workout of the time you know like I feel like we're kind of in a very like Pilates romanticized era and like we both do happen to like Pilates but if you don't and you're like a hit workout person or you're like a running person like that's great too like whatever gets you moving is all that matters and on that note because I think it's a good point to point out that like there are workout trends Mm -hmm. but if you're someone who needs variety and to sort of constantly switch up what you're doing to keep it interesting and motivating for you that's also okay I used to feel a lot of pressure of like I have to find my thing yeah Yeah. like if I'm gonna like work out like I'm going to be a weightlifting girly or I'm going to be a Pilates girly or I'm gonna be a bar girl and literally why like who's Mm -hmm. telling you that obviously like some specific goals especially like body composition goals yeah you'll want to be more consistent with certain types of workouts but like if you fall more so in the category of you're doing it for your mental health or to stay active or whatever it may be I think it's super fun to switch up your workouts try new things you still have the routine of you know having those workouts set into your week but you never get bored with it Mm -hmm. I guess And, like, there is obviously logic behind cross-training. Like, if you're only doing the same things all the time, you're only going to be focused on, like, those muscle groups. And there's benefit to, like, working out other parts of your body, too. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. And then the next tip uh, is financially because we're not going to sit here and sell you that, you know, fitness and exercise and workout classes are cheap because they're not. Mm -hmm. But you should try if you're serious about, you know, getting into a fitness routine – Make it a specific area of your budget. I know you have some thoughts on this. Yeah. I feel like in general, I was always kind of like trying to take the cheapest possible fitness route before. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, all right, let me get like a local gym membership, like nothing crazy because I would have like guilt around the idea of like paying for workout classes, especially because they are so expensive. Like we went to like solid core and that's like, you know, $35 or something like it is kind of crazy. And I think I just always kind of would like try to take the path of like least resistance there. But I've learned that like I don't really like working out in like a dingy gym that's, you know, $30 a month. Like I I really find what's motivating to me is being able to like go to these nice studios with these nice people that greet you and whatever. And it's like, of course, I'm going to feel guilty spending that money if it's not something that I've like set aside and like budgeted for and like know that is a consistent expense. But like anything that gets me active and moving is worth the money to me. This might not be the case for you. Like you might not want to prioritize it. Maybe you're fine with like the free YouTube videos. And I think that's great. Yeah. But for me, like I know that that's what works. And if it's a consistent amount that I can specifically budget for, which it is with like class pass and that kind of thing, like I just do it. I just expect that monthly charge. And then you've already spent the money. So you're like motivated to take advantage and do it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's Fitness is one of those things where it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's also okay to to see it and treat it as an investment because it Mm -hmm. really is an investment in yourself. um, And it obviously has a lot of long-term health benefits to be an active person. And so I think, yeah, to your point, it's like if you have it as part of your budget and you know that it's part of a greater goal of just maintaining your health and happiness, it feels 
a bit better. And ClassPass honestly helps so much mm-hmm. with it. It's like, a big it discount. really is a huge discount. We're not sponsored. I, I literally, wish. yeah, if ClassPass would sponsor us, I would take it so fast. So I would sell out so fast. <laughs> I'd do anything they want. <laughs> Um, our next tip is don't be afraid to start slow because this mindset that you're going to change like everything about yourself overnight is at least for me, a recipe for burnout and for giving up. And I think this was something that kind of contributed to like how long it took me to get to a good place with fitness because I would go through this like process twice a year where I'd be like, ah, shit, like I really need to like be better about working out and I really need to be stronger and whatever. And then I'd try to like change everything overnight and wonder why like it never stuck. Yeah. And I think just like starting gradually and like discovering things you really actually look forward to is a hundred percent the move and like what's going to make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. So all of these like 75 hard and like, I don't know, all these crazy things I just feel like won't work for me. Maybe you're different, but yeah. What's that guy's name? Andy Frisella. Is he the one that started 75 hard? He would hate me. (laughs) A villain. He would think I'm so soft. (laughs) He would be right. Um, On a similar note, I know we've talked about like fitness schedules and like that's the whole premise of this episode but when it comes to like actually sitting down and being like okay I want to work out consistently what does that look like on a week-to-week basis um make sure you keep it realistic I feel like to your point a lot of people will just wake up one day and be like I'm gonna work every work out every single day and then you do that for about a week and a half and you're Mm -hmm. like and then the first opportunity comes where you know you have something that you would rather do than the workout and you're like oh I can skip this one time and then it snowballs because you're burnt out and you're tired and that's just not sustainable uh I think start with even if you start with one day a week depending on where you're coming from obviously Mm -hmm. uh but if right now you're like really not working out at all start with one day a week commit to one day a week where you do a workout class, you go for a walk, you hop on a Peloton or a cycle or a spin machine, um, whatever it may be, and go from there. If you're able to do that for a month, maybe add two, uh, another day to the week. Mm -hmm. And then if your goal is to work up to working out every single day a week, slowly but surely you'll be able to like actually figure out where that can fit in every day. Um, but yeah. That I, I feel like I fall into that trap where I'm like, I'm going to work out every single day. And then it happens for like two weeks. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm tired. I need yeah. to rest. <laughs> yeah. And one of our tips later on, we can just skip to it now, is to like prioritize rest days just as much yeah. as workout days. Like your body needs time to recover. You mentally need time to like veg out and not be doing something. You could set yourself up for injury if you're like too yeah. aggressive with yourself. Like that actually happened to us um, this week. Mm-hmm. I We were scheduled to go to a Pilates class this morning, the day we we're recording this. And I texted yesterday and I was like, listen, I think I need to like pull back because I'm noticing like my hip flexors are super tight and like I don't want to, you know, do any damage. Yeah. So you got to listen to your body. But yeah, rest days are important. Yeah. Our next tip is to find a workout buddy. Um, we've been going to classes together since we've both been on class pass and like sometimes we'll tack on like coffee at the end or we'll grab like poke afterwards or like that kind of thing, which is fun and kind of makes it a treat. And I think for, I mean, we see each other like literally all the time, so (laughs) it's not pertaining to us that much, but for, if your schedule is really busy and you have friends that you don't see super often, like it's an easy way to like kill two birds with one stone, like see your friends, get a workout in. And those are both like difficult things to fit into like an adult lifestyle schedule. So like, Mm -hmm. why not combine them if you can? So yeah, get on ClassPass, send your friend that discount code 
to get class pass and then yeah. you could both <laughs> yeah, take that's advantage. Thing. This literally is an ad for class <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the work for free. But class pass has such a good referral program. Mm-hmm. You get $30 off if someone signs up. And we'll have ours um, below. Yeah. You can pick whose code yeah, you want to use. Yeah, whoever your favorite host is. <laughs> Please. Um, the next one is to use fitness apps, wearable devices, things of that sort. Think like the Alive app, Peloton app, and then like Apple Watches, Aura Rings, Fitbit, whatever floats your boat. Um, if that's motivating for you, some people do like to see like track their heart rate, track their uh, weights and progress in that. Um, like, I mean... Physical yeah. weights, not body weight. Um, and like if they're able to go up in weight on certain exercises, calorie burn sometimes is like mm-hmm. motivating for you if you're more like cardio focused. Um, so if those like tangible numbers really help you out, uh, definitely utilize them. There's so many apps out there mm-hmm. that, you know, might as well make them work for you. Yeah. I've definitely like been through phases here. Like at one point I was in the phase of like, if it's not recorded on my Apple watch, it didn't happen, Mm -hmm. which I think was like unhealthy. And then I stopped wearing it. And now I'm kind of in a place where like, I'm not tracking at all. Um, but everyone's different. I know people love whoop and like, it has Mm -hmm. a lot of cool other like health tracking when it has comes to like recovery and like that kind of stuff. I've thought about getting an aura ring in the past, um, more for like sleep tracking than anything else, but obviously it does track your workouts. So if you're into the wearable device, situation it can be motivating for sure yeah certainly and then our last tip is if this kind of trickles off with the last one but if you are more externally motivated set up some sort of like reward system for yourself so I think a good example is Anya and I did an episode where we tried to work out every day for 30 days and we like set a specific prize that we would get for ourselves Mm -hmm. if we completed completed the 30 days um And this, I mean, this prize could literally be a cup of coffee from Starbucks. You can, like, an example I put down because this is relevant to my life right now is buying yourself, like, a new record for your record player. You're really into that right now. Um, Could be a sweater that you've been eyeing, you know, whatever it may be. I will caution that if you're doing this on, like, a monthly (laughs) basis, be realistic about your finances. This isn't me telling you that you can just spend copious amounts of money in the name of motivation to work out. Um, keep it, you know, tangible or if you, if there is something bigger that you're eyeing, you know, make it like a several month goal. Yeah. Have the goal reflect the prize. Um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with getting yourself a little treat at the end of the month. If you've reached Mm -hmm. your workout goal, especially in those beginning months when you're trying to just get into that groove. And it kind of serves the function of the financial habit we've talked about a little a couple times is like the waiting period of yeah. like if you saw this bag and you really really like it and you put it as your like end of the month gift to yourself if you work out every day or whatever it is and then you get to the end of the month and you're like I don't actually love this great yeah like that is see, a great way you to, just worked out and yeah. you save money exactly Look like to kind of surpass that like initial like dopamine hit of like yeah. just wanting to buy something immediately like it, it has that waiting period and you get a special prize if you do end up still liking it yeah true but with that, that's all the tips we have for fitness. Remember that working out can be for fun and it can feel good. But whatever your fitness goals look like, whatever your reason is for working out, um, we hope that these tips are helpful in getting you into that groove. Because I think we both see working out as a very, um, like, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Integral? No, not – well, yes, integral. But, like, a very, like – 
it's an integral part of our self-care. Yes. That's what I mean. It's an it's a, a big part of our time for ourselves mm-hmm. in the week. And I, there's, I, there's eloquent words to say yes. this, but you guys know what I mean. <laughs> and, like, I have definitely not always been this way. Like, I want to make yeah. that so clear. Like, if you're listening to this episode and you're like, oh, this is just, like, generic fitness advice. It never works for me. Like, I don't know what I like. A, I know. I have absolutely been you. <laughs> and I promise <laughs> there is a pathway for you to find workouts and like them. I promise. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, you know what to do. You can follow us on Instagram. You can rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We'll see what we make the question for this episode. We haven't talked about it yet. So we'll ask a question. Feel free to give us your response. We like seeing those. You can submit to our anonymous suggestion box. And all of the holiday seasonal episodes are coming. We basically have the rest of the year sketched out with like all the episodes we're going to be doing. And it's like the super fun, like our favorites and like our year in review and like all of that. So definitely subscribe if you're not already to stay abreast of all Not abreast. (laughs) The way that you couldn't even finish the sentence. Um, (laughs) stay at the forefront (laughs) and with that we will talk to you guys next week bye guys